Welcome to the Paleo View. I'm Stacy Toth, best-selling author and co-creator of PaleoParents.com, where we focus on real-life solutions for families seeking help. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times best-selling author and creator of the PaleoMom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Sarah, listeners, we're back. It's shocking. <laughs> Yet another week on time. Um, I, I don't even want, we have never missed a week. It's kind of a thing. There, I mean, there for sure have been some weeks where I'm like, oh my gosh, it would be so much easier if we just did not have to worry about the timing. It's it's not that we don't want to record. We love recording and we love connecting with the audience um, and each other, but we can do that without recording. Um, <laughs> but the timing sometimes. get away from you. And yeah. sometimes we really struggle to find like the overlap in our schedules. So by the time like you actually have a real job. Um, I have, you know, various evening commitments. Like by the time we start like trying to, to mesh our schedules together, sometimes we go like, there's no time. And, and it, it becomes a little bit like, oh, we, it would be, it'd be great. But we've, it's sort of like now we've been doing this for five, five years, never missing a show. Like can't stop now. Can't stop. Won't stop. Uh, so I want to talk to you about something and it's probably just going to end up taking over the whole show, but that's okay. <laughs> so I watched a, I just, uh, okay. First of all, just, this needs to be a no judgment zone friends. Okay. Let's just, let's all just take a deep breath and say, Stacy has a minor in cultural criticism. She is definitely thinking about things from, you know, a, an educated perspective, and she's not a consumer of, you know, ridiculous pop culture, even sure. though that's the case. So, um, I was watching the Lady Gaga Netflix documentary because she's entertaining and fun. She's awesome. I don't, I don't understand why you're feeling like you have to rationalize. It's cool. I'm to, I'm just, it's a no judgment zone. I'm telling you, I watched it. I was down with watching it. It is not family friendly. It is inappropriate, which was kind of disappointing because the kids really enjoy those, um, celebrity documentaries, like the Justin Bieber one changed Finn's life. I using quotation marks there. Um, anyway, so, and I really like the pink one. If you haven't seen the one pink did, um, like all kinds of acrobatics and really cool stuff in hers. So that one was like one of my favorites. But anyway, so I watched this Lady Gaga one and um, was really surprised at how much health information was in there as it relates to affecting her work. And I I just was like, I remember I was texting you while it was happening and I was like, oh my gosh, Lady Gaga has autoimmune diseases, like legit autoimmune diseases. And I could tell even from watching the video that her lifestyle factors, such as flying all the time, eating giant bags of candy, um, smoking, doing pop star activities, 
I can't imagine how much worse my autoimmune conditions would be if I was living that lifestyle. And her um, condition ended up later being diagnosed after the documentary as fibromyalgia. And she canceled, had to cancel a leg of her tour, which she talked about in the video, how excited she was to do it and how when she got on stage, her adrenaline took over and the pain and the problems that she was having would subside for a short amount of time. But then you could tell it just kept amplifying worse and worse and worse as the documentary went on. But the part that made me text you was that she went in to see a doctor and they were talking about all these issues that she had. And they, you know, they asked her like what medication she was on. And she said flippantly, um, she listed thyroid medication and she said, but that's for my thyroid. That's unrelated. And just kind of like, and I just, I was like standing up and shaking my fists and jumping on the couch. And I was like, no, it's not unrelated. Like You've got problems. So, um, I just thought it would be, I just wanted to talk about it with you because our texts were incomplete. You were like working or something. I don't know. Finishing a book or filming a lecture series. Gosh, Sarah, why aren't you available to talk about the Kardashians at a moment's notice? Clearly just a lazy person. Um, Yeah. So I, I had sort of heard, not just from you, but I'd heard about this in various other places because there's been... Like there's been chatter in the paleo community about Lady Gaga, like maybe or maybe not following a paleo diet for a while. And I, as far as I know, she hasn't been particularly open about labeling her diet as paleo, Um, but she has sort of talked about, you know, low glycemic and food. Like she's talked about various things that would be you could imagine if you were trying to explain what paleo is to somebody and you were challenged to not use the word paleo or any of those related words. Um, and you were just like, don't talk about cavemen or paleo or ancestral or any of that, like describe how you eat and try not to scare that person. You could totally see using a similar vocabulary. Um, but I think that one of the things that, from, you know, I have not seen this documentary. I've just heard about it um, from like a couple of different places, including you. One of the things that I think really strikes home for me as somebody with both Hashimoto's thyroiditis and fibromyalgia, see that? I'm just like Lady Gaga. Did you get that? <laughs> totally. You guys are totally separated at birth. <laughs> we, we are sisters. And we're going to be besties now. That is how that's going to work. Um, But I think that, you know, it's been for me the biggest learning curve for me in trying to manage my diseases naturally um, with the, you know, recognition that my thyroid is damaged enough. It is never going to make enough thyroid hormones and I need to take thyroid hormone replacement. Um, But for me is is all that lifestyle stuff like my my diet is super dialed in it's the lifestyle stuff that is like constantly holding me back and it's for me it's it's um the fact that i'm um i don't want to say a workaholic cuz i don't think i'm actually addicted to working but i'm a very ambitious person with a lot of ideas and i have a really strong work ethic i think so, we've called it type a before like it's right. yes I, I think is an is a very kind way to to say um, that I I am a person who and I work equally as hard at being 
an engaged parent as I do at creating super high quality resources to help people get the information they need to be healthy. Like I, I really do, I really do like dive into both of those roles with, with equal fervor. But that's been the biggest challenge for me with autoimmune conditions, the same ones as Lady Gaga, um, that, that the role that (laughs) – Sorry, still laughing at that. Sorry. I was just saying we're like Hashifibro sisters. That's all all I'm saying. And all of the listeners who also – because Hashis and Fibro go together so often. All of you Hashifibro sisters out there, we're also – we're also part of part of a club. Um, so uh, so the but really the the rule that that lifestyle has in health, I think really can't be understated. And, you know, I think unfortunately for Lady Gaga, that's that's been such an uh, excellent illustration of how things the wheels can really fall off the cart without paying attention to both diet and lifestyle. Um, this is one of the things that I, you know, I've talked about in my books. Um, there's a really strong lifestyle focus in paleo principles. There's a really strong lifestyle focus in the autoimmune protocol lecture series, uh, that I've been working on. That's going to come in January, like, and really explaining like what it is about, uh, you know, it's not just diet, but like sleep and stress management and activity, the types of activity you're doing, because being sedentary, is inflammatory and causes immune dysfunction and being an overtraining being, you know, too active causes, um, inf- inflammation and immune dysfunction and gut health problems. Like I'm really understanding what is, what is an active lifestyle that avoids that high intensity. And then talking about nature and connection and how all of these things are, there's such important inputs to health and they're so easy to put on the back burner. And I think one of the really common experiences for people coming to paleo or coming, I mean, coming to any kind of like, I'm going to uh, eat healthy. I'm going to, I'm going to change something that I'm doing to get healthier is we get really focused on the diet aspects and we get really like, like we hone in on, um, we hone in on like, I'm going to shop at the farmer's market and I'm going to cook all my own food and I'm going to eat these things and I'm not going to eat those things. And it, it really becomes this like, uh, sort of, it encompasses all of our, all of our focus, right? It really is this thing that, that drives our attention, all of the things that we're going to pay attention to in that regard. And we, we, we really still buy into this, the the expectations of Western culture where we're going to um, be everything and do everything for everybody. And we've got all of these, you know, often, you know, self-assigned commitments um, that take the place of getting enough sleep, that take the place of managing stress. And, and when those things are out of whack, then we reach to crutches like coffee to wake us up in the morning, like uh, alcohol to help us sleep in the evening, like, you know, cigarettes for, I don't, I've never smoked. I don't actually, they're, they're relaxing. They help. I don't actually, what, how do people feel when they smoke a cigarette? Do you know? Um, it's a little bit of a stimulant, but it's also, uh, calming. I think 
people smoke as soon as they wake up and they smoke right before bed. Like it doesn't, it's it's neutral. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, I know that when people are addicted, it becomes a, there's this like, uh, almost right. Like it, it hits all the dopamine reward centers. Right. So, um, yeah. So I can see, so I, I don't, yeah, but like I, I, what happens when the lifestyle things are out of place is, it is a natural tendency for us to reach for crutches, right? And that's that's what we've seen uh, in what Lady Gaga is doing is that she's she's reaching for these different crutches to compensate for the fact that her lifestyle is not conducive to healing. Um, I wonder how you would balance that type of performance schedule and how demanding a a tour is with autoimmune disease. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just a tour, like the tour itself, I think would be a lot, but perhaps manageable if you had a good schedule and all that kind of stuff. But I think at the same time, like particularly in the documentary, she was always also doing like a media storm and doing all that kind of stuff as her album came out. And so it was like nonstop, um, events. Yeah. And exactly. And so she would be like, get it. Cause I know you haven't seen it and probably some of our listeners haven't, but she would literally be halfway dressed with like, you know, her makeup partially done and, um, that kind of stuff getting ready for an event. And you would see her completely break down and she had people, she had hired to massage certain parts of her body that were having, um, these what you know ultimately would be like fibromyalgia attacks um and stretch out her her body as she described it as you know starting from an injury in her hip and so the pain would radiate from her hip but it would go all the way to like the temples of her head and her face would um be in such pain that she felt like she couldn't talk or sing and so it was um interesting to see how i think how as it relates to other people how like the stress of the event, I think, triggered it. But then um, also this concept of her saying that her adrenaline would take over and she would be able to do certain activities. And then as soon as like her adrenaline would crash, it would come back with a vengeance. And that is something that I could totally relate to as we talk about autoimmune from the perspective of, let's say, CrossFit workout. You know, we talk about and, and have on the podcast before how it might feel good in the moment, but then the hormone uh, reactions, uh, cortisol, adrenaline, all that kind of stuff can actually hinder long-term progress and, and health. And I think that was like uh, such an amplified version of that, you know, like it just, it was um, interesting to me to relate kind of our everyday experiences with the different um, autoimmune conditions that we talk about in the show. And and while you happen to have the two particular that she mentioned, I think it relates to a lot of people who have a variety of these kinds of conditions and how those lifestyle factors affect them. Well, and it, I think it really emphasizes like the, the listening to your body thing is not necessarily like you were saying with a CrossFit workout. It's not, you don't just listen during that activity, right? You're not just listening to your body after you've had your morning coffee, when you've, you've masked some of the symptoms, you don't just listen to your body when you're on stage and your adrenaline is kicked in or whatever it is that's the uh, normal person equivalent of that. But 
but listening to your body throughout the entire day, if a CrossFit workout is causing you to have to have a nap in the afternoon or, you know, to have some kind of energy crash where you're reaching for caffeine or sugar or whatever your natural crutch is, like, that means that it was too much. That means that that was that your body's not actually responding to it, you know, appropriately. So being able to, to listen to your body beyond, I think there's certain times where we feel great and we can, we can ignore because we don't like, we don't want to know that something that we love doing or that we feel that we have to do is, not supporting our health, right? Like that is, that is not helpful information for most of us. Like we really feel like these are our commitments, our responsibilities, and we have to, we have to meet those responsibilities. And so knowing that one of those, or maybe it's just the sheer volume of them is somehow hindering our ability to heal and hindering our ability to experience health that can be a really, really hard thing to to really acknowledge for people and and then and then troubleshoot, right? So how do you like if it's your CrossFit workouts are too hard, there's a lot of different ways that you can handle that, whether that's you know pulling back intensity and increasing, you know, recovery time in between workouts, whether that's finding a different sport. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of troubleshooting. But if it's your job, if it's your career, if it's um, you know, your volunteer activities that are the passion of your life and take a ton of time, right? Like there's a lot of different things that, that fall under this banner of uh, lifestyle and uh, I'm going to call it work-life balance, although I don't think that's really it. I think it is uh, balancing self-care with other responsibilities. And I think that's a little bit different than than what I usually mean when I say work-life balance, that is a tremendous challenge, I think, for a lot of us with autoimmune disease to figure out how to to do the things that we want to do or that we feel that we need to do and still have the, the self-care aspect, which isn't just a massage or um, – you know, a a day at the spa or as some kind of medical treatment. It it also includes right prioritizing enough time for sleep and circadian rhythm entrenchment and resilience activities for stress and human connection. Right, like all of those things are included in self care, and I think it it becomes a real challenge when commitments to exterior from our own body things take away from commitments to the interior of our body and and those things that we need to do to really affect and you know regain and maintain good health well yes what else can i <laughs> i mean like yes well i mean i think um you know i i feel like it would be useful to maybe translate this conversation a little bit to, uh, you know, not famous people (laughs) like the everyday person. Um, and you know, you and I have had the experience of like book tours and having to manage those in such a way where, you know, sleep and 
downtime and activity all get prioritized and they're still really hard. Like even when you're trying to structure them so that you do everything right, like it, uh, you know, for me, it's the hardest thing that I do. It's the hardest thing on me physically is, is book tours. Um, which by the way, we've added Long Island to my upcoming book tour in November. <laughs> Anybody in the New York area I'm coming to, I think it's Lake Grove, Long Island. Um, that's just an aside, <laughs> but I think, um, I think that, that, uh, that's sort of a, you know, like a Uber situation where, you know, it's just about preserving your health as much as you can and then planning some recovery time on the other side. Um, but going to like the more like everyday strategies, uh, you know, I think that things that I do, I have a bedtime, it's non-negotiable. I have my like ideal bedtime that I really want to go to bed and then my non-negotiable bedtime, then the bedtime that is like, nope, I am always in bed by this time. So I do have like the time that I really want to go to bed and then the time that I, I make myself, I have to go to bed and they are not, they're spaced by about an hour. Um, so that is definitely some, a way that I go about it. Um, I have, uh, activity time carved out, but then I cater what activity I do based on how I feel. So I work out at a CrossFit gym, but with a personal trainer and on days that I'm feeling great and my sleep's great and my stress is well managed and everything's coming together. I definitely do a hard, a harder workout that's CrossFit inspired on days where I am not sleeping well and I, I feel terrible. Maybe I'm starting to get more fibro pain. Then I do yoga you know, over that period of time. So it's, it's definitely like what activity I'm doing is catered for what my body is going to respond to and what my body needs at that moment. Um, I definitely know that when my lifestyle factors are, um, especially stress, stress is always like the, the heart of things for me when, uh, there's a lot more stress in my life that I don't have as much control over. I work extra hard to dial in my diet at that point. That's when it's hardest to dial in diet because that's when you know, stress starts affecting cravings and all of those things. But that's when I work extra hard to make sure I'm getting nourishing foods and keeping my vegetable intake up and getting some organ meat and getting seafood. And I, I really work on nutrient density. When those things happen, I try to not reach for caffeine as a crutch. Um, and so I have I have certain rules for myself that I've found through – trial and error that I know are things that are really, really important for me personally. Um, and then I have the, I try very hard to shed optional. So I'm, I'm not the best at saying no, but, but when things are, are hitting that point of, of chaos, that's when I go, uh, I would love to go into the school for a couple of hours and help with cutting out little bits of paper, but I, I, I really just can't do that right now. I need to spend that couple of hours doing a self-care activity or getting my work done early enough in the day that I can make sure I protect my evening routine and my sleep quality. Right. So I have, I have, I, I tend to tackle the problem of uh, stress from a resilience standpoint first, and then from a reducing stressors point standpoint second, because reducing stressors is a, typically a much harder thing 
to accomplish. But wherever I can, wherever I can simplify things like that, I, I really do. Um, if my family's tired of eating the same meal every night for dinner because I cooked a ton and we ate it for five nights straight, it's like it's too bad. That's what I had to do to preserve myself because it meant I had four straight days without cooking. So I, I have those types of strategies that I use to make sure that the lifestyle factors are dialed in as much as I can. And I also typically have a sense of long-term schedule. So, you know, I, I knew that over the summer and into early fall, I was going to be super busy getting Paley principles to print and then, um, getting this course together. And now I've got a few weeks to really recharge and recover before I go on, go on book tour. And then I've got a couple of months to really recharge before I start teaching this course. Like I, I've tried to plan this ebb and flow so that it's not, I can at least make sure that it's not so chronic and that there's recovery time, time built in. So when things are busier, more stressful, I do what I can to keep the wheels on the cart. Um, and then I make sure that there's also time built in for, for recovery. Cause I know certain things are going to slowly build up. Like the, the schedule that I maintained to get paleo principles to print and to get this course, um, uh, filmed that was working more than, than I know is good for me. And I know that I was going to need some downtime and then I will have that downtime before I go on book tour, book tour is going to be really hard. And then I've got more downtime built in. So I, I try to at least balance the busier times of my life with quieter times, um, as much as I can. So it, it's, you know, it's a, it's a journey. I think each one of us has, a slightly different sensitivity to different lifestyle factors and different, right? They're practical solutions because they are individualized to our own lives. But being aware of just how important lifestyle factors can be, I think is really important for getting to that, that point where health is, is um, maintained throughout, right? That is, that is the number one goal. It's, it's, you don't want the wheels to fall off the cart and to have a massive health crash every time, a deadline approaches or things get really busy um, where you go on a massive multimedia international tour. Um, but, but the idea is to like figure out how to maintain our health while things are crazy. And that's, that's a different solution for everybody, but it's a really important, you know, it's a really important amount of problem solving to tackle. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like we've provided a lot of uh, various tools in the podcast to, to focus on these factors from lifestyle to food and, and talked about why they're important. And to me, I just felt it was fascinating. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad definitely that you broke it down for that ready person. That's why I tried to kind of relate it back to CrossFit. Um, but I think it, from the perspective of, you know, if this is something you're dealing with, it's, um, first of all, refreshing to see it openly discussed. And I wished that it was, you know, obviously more informational or referred to kind of holistically in her video. But I love that she is advocating publicly for her health and um, allowing that information to be shared. And I think, you know, we could have had the same conversation about Selena Gomez having lupus and needing a kidney transplant this summer. I don't know if you heard about that, Sarah. Yes. But so I think, you know, to me, having so much information and um, public acknowledgement of autoimmune disorders and how they genuinely affect health 
and how much they affect a public celebrity, so to speak, person like their their life and and their work. I think will help. Perhaps you have someone in your life who is just refusing to implement changes into their life because it's difficult or they don't want to give up X, Y, or Z, or perhaps there's something that, you know, you're just, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to do this one thing because I don't want um, to do that. And if it, you know, means that it's going to create more stress in your life or whatever, I think that's a balance that you need to decide. And there are certainly certain things that I do in my life that I know full well that I would be healthier if I didn't do X, Y, or Z, but then there's the cause of stress and I'm not going to take that on. Um, But my point is that if there are those things that people are just unwilling to do or acknowledge in your life, utilizing these public um, acknowledgements from people who those in your life may look up to or may you know, believe more than they believe you um, is a good opportunity to talk about these different um, aspects and lifestyle and, and health and food that could help your loved ones or to even reflect upon to see how it could help you. Because I think for me, I don't know if, if maybe I'm just paying more attention now, but it seems like there's a lot more public information on this sort of information than there was years ago. And I think that, um, celebrities being honest and open and talking about it is incredibly helpful from, you know, even doctors acknowledging it, you know, or, or whatever it is. I think just that public awareness is super important. I think that's one of the, the hardest parts about an autoimmune disease diagnosis is it's very isolating. We often feel like we're the only ones. And when you look at, you know, rates of autoimmune disease, rivaling rates of cardiovascular disease when you even when you like include you have to include things like high blood pressure as cardiovascular disease in order to get similar incidence rates um similar incidence rates to diabetes right like it is a huge health problem in western countries um and and yet it's not discussed the way diabetes or cardiovascular disease or cancer are discussed and so when you get that diagnosis you don't you don't you you don't feel like you know anybody else who's going through it, even though statistically, you know, one in six Americans are going through autoimmune disease. Um, so having having that increased awareness, I think, um, I, mean, I hope it leads to also awareness of modifiable factors, you know, increasing awareness that autoimmune disease is um, very similarly, if not equally tied to diet and lifestyle as diabetes, as cardiovascular disease, as obesity, and that we can change what we eat and how we live to um, manage those diseases, um, especially given how little there is that the medical community can can do in terms of medical intervention for autoimmune disease. So I hope that, that more um, public figures speaking out will over the next couple of years translate to a higher awareness of options for people. Because I think that's, that's one of the biggest challenges is you feel isolated. You feel like your doctor can't help you. And that feeling is, it makes it even harder to, to know that there's even better information out there to know that there's a community to, to bind to out there that can be, helpful in informing your choices and affecting recovery. So I, I'm hoping that that's what this eventually 
turns into is way better public awareness about uh, not just autoimmune disease, but but legitimate intervention options like the autoimmune protocol. Absolutely. Well, sorry to hijack the um, <laughs> topic today. I'm not. I'm not sorry. That means I have more time to uh, be researching for the this incredible <laughs> topic list that you've given me of things that are going to take me hours to to learn about, so that we can actually do a show on. So I'm not sad at all, actually. Well, I appreciate you uh, looking into those things. There's one in particular that I'm super excited to talk about that I haven't really shared publicly at all. And so once you've researched that topic, I have a lot to say in it. It'll probably end up being um, more than one post between <laughs> my thoughts on it and, and your science on it. But I'm I'm excited about that. And I, I think everybody else will be as well. But um if, you know, if you see stuff in the media and um, – just in general, um, main, what we call mainstream media about things that are either paleo or autoimmune or, or relevant lifestyle factors at all. We love for you to share that with us in social media so that we can spread it to a broader message, but also, um, try to, you know, I don't want to say pick it apart, but try to look into it and, and discuss the science, make sure if it's, there's a claim, Sometimes those claims are totally legit. And exactly. It's worth talking about. Like, exactly. And sometimes it's the opposite of that, and it's still worth talking about. <laughs> but I know that th these, this is the kind of thing that can honestly make a difference is, you know, these relatable public kind of things. So when we see them, and this is why we record every week, you know, we, it gives us an opportunity to talk about time sensitive things. And so we'd love for you to share anything else that you see with us, uh, uh, you know, anything else that you see with us. Um, and thank you again for tuning in this week. We will be back again next week, hopefully, and I'm crossing my fingers when I say this, um, with some, you know, incredibly well-researched, interesting topics of, of things that I've wanted to get into for a long time that I know. Honestly, Sarah, you're excited to jump into it as well, which is why you wanted to do it the right way and do the research and all that kind of yeah, stuff. So no, I, I, it's a rule for myself that I, I don't talk about things unless I know what I'm talking about. And I always admit <laughs> what? the really? limits of my own knowledge. So if I don't know the answer to something, I say, I don't know. Now, secret behind the scenes often when stacy puts me on the spot with a question we have to break so that i can <laughs> go bed for for 15 minutes and if it's like going to be more than 15 minutes to find an answer to that question then we just table it uh so that is a lot of the stuff that um that comes out of my brain during recording is is not necessarily always in my brain um so secret behind the scenes uh knowledge right there but no i that's that's a thing that i uh was really drilled into me as a phd student the importance of admitting the limits of your own knowledge and i feel like there's not enough people who who do that and it's something that i feel very passionately about that it's okay if i don't have all the answers and if i don't know anything but in order to maintain my credibility when I have the answers, I need to admit when I don't. And so um, that's one of the reasons why it's so important to me that when we do tackle a topic that is not my area of expertise, that I have the opportunity to thoroughly research it so that I feel like I can, can at least, you know, have something credible and, and interesting to, to share. So that's why sometimes when, when we have these topics lists, it takes us even sometimes months to be able to get to it because I need that time to be able to do that research. But I'm hoping that our listeners appreciate that. 
I appreciate it. Honestly, our we've I think built a reputation for ourselves on being honest, being open, being real, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So good things are worth waiting for. There you go. Well, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Uh, I will remind people, since you mentioned it earlier, that um, if you haven't yet checked out or RSVP'd to Sarah's book tour, um, there is information on her blog, I think on your sidebar, right? I think it, I don't remember where it is. It's thepaleomom.com forward slash events. Okay. So definitely make sure, I think, you know, the events are free, but do you need to RSVP to make yeah, sure? Yeah, so we're actually close to reaching full capacity already for a lot of the, the locations. So, you know, all of the, the bookstores will have some kind of fire code regulations that regulate how many people can fit into the store at one time. Um, and so we're actually, for for many of these events, starting to reach RSVP numbers close to that level, So, which is like super exciting and I'm like super flattered to see these huge RSVP numbers but I definitely recommend that you do RSVP because if if we hit that point where they're just not going to let people in we're going to prioritize people who who RSVP'd ahead of time versus people who just walked in so um so so please go and let me know and the other thing it does is it helps me have a good sense of of um how to how to prepare how many chairs to ask the store to put out how you know how many uh you know free samples of cool stuff i can bring with me and and those types of things so um that's also you know it's good helpful numbers for for me to be able to know what i'm walking into i mean it's always going to be super fun i'm going to be walking into a crowd of friendly people so that's kind of my favorite thing to do um but i'm i'm really excited about this book tour and i'm hitting a couple of cities that i've never been to before and a couple favorite cities that i haven't been to in a long time so um it's going to be really exciting so please please check it out i'm hitting seven cities um and this is this is the whole book tour so there's there's not at this point a second tour planned at any point so I'm hoping, hoping to, to meet you all. It might, place. it might be worth a road trip. Um, so. Oh, I will make it worth a road trip. <laughs> I don't know what I have to do to make it worth a road trip, but I, I will, I will do my best. So thanks for listening and we'll be back next week. Hopefully Stacy, with one of your, your, uh, topic ideas, something super exciting. I don't actually know what, but it'll be great. <laughs> Can't wait. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to The Paleo View. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping for our favorite paleo products on the sidebars of our individual websites or by donating through PayPal. I almost want to do a video so you can see what I look like. It's such a hot mess. It wouldn't be good for, for audio quality. No, no, no. I just, I'm like, I went into my preferences to change volume and you know, he like shows you a video of yourself. I'm like, oh gosh, don't show that to anybody. They'll have nightmares. Um,